Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And another happy Tuesday and Christmas Eve to everyone. Yes, happy Christmas Eve and happy, what would it be, one, two, third night of Hanukkah. Third night of Hanukkah. Yep. Great numbers there. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a great time here and gearing up for the holiday season and the end of the year um, with yeah. us here. Because we've had, you what a year we've been. Work, which I'm so jealous of. I'm still working this week, which sucks. I am not working. I actually, I just went on a beautiful, nice trail run with my friend. I did a 15K this morning. Um, guys, I'm getting healthy again, and it's wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So happy to hear it. it. It's a good thing. But anyway, hope everybody's gearing up to spend some time with their families and loved ones here in the next few days. Um, and just taking some downtime. But yeah, mm-hmm. my day job is I'm an engineer for um, Cummins Diesel, and we have a plant shutdown basically between Christmas and New Year's. That so, makes me so jealous. It's nice. It really is a nice little break here. So it's it's good. But uh, we are here on episode 42 now. Yeah, yeah. 42 episodes. Are we doing it's one for the next, the next week as well? Yeah, we might as well do one more, close it out before starting close season the year. two. Yeah. All right, that sounds great. I think that's exciting. Um, so anyway... Um, we've had an interesting episode here because we've had a lot of stuff go on in the past few days. Yeah, big um, big announcements, big news, all kinds of stuff kind of hitting, well, hitting the scene. And stuff that we don't even expect. Like, right now, what are things that we're all ready for and expecting here soon? World Championship information. Uh, yep. We're expecting an Ultra Series. You know, we'd love to see an Ultra Pass. Probably not going to happen. Um, right. You know, we're expecting these things. Um, they're yep. going to... Um, we, we've been expecting the, the the city races. We're going to probably see those fleshed out a little bit more, you know, maybe a trickling of like a mountain series medal eventually here soon or a mountain championship or a stadium champion. Those are all things we were expecting. Yeah, and well, and, ha- and Spartan did band. deliver. Yeah, Spartan did deliver on some of that. We reported on it last week, so you can yep. check out our, our Facebook. We've got a stadium um, series now, multiple yep. dates overlapping each other as always. Yeah, so when those when those announcements came out, we've got, you know, we've got the series. We don't have any of the championship information for the national series or the stadium, but we do have set dates for all the series at this point, except yeah. for the ultra series, which is still pending. So when that information came out last week, everybody was already chattering because, as usual, we there's noticed some conflicts. Yep, yep. There's, there's some conflicts with the series. There's, you know, April why 4th is going to be a big day. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, why is Spartan doing this? It's pitting its own athletes against each other and forcing you to, to choose. And we saw that this year, you know, with specifically like Ryan Kent, who, um, you know, had to make the decision between the national series and the stadium series. 
And, you know, we saw that play out and how that, you know, end results. And so the questions were coming next year, what's going to happen? So those dates were released and everybody was talking about that. Yep. But then out of the blue, then Friday, things exploded. Yeah. Friday, we get a new announcement of a brand new event. So we've already reported that Spartan is starting to dabble in other areas. We've got trail series. We've got bike you know, stuff. We've got jujitsu. And now, lo and behold, we've got another brand new out of the box idea called Deca Fit. Out of the box. Out of the box. Totally creative. Thought of by Spartan. Brand new event called Deca Fit. Oh, they've created this one of a kind event here that just no one has ever done before. You know, I wish we would have had a recording of you and I speaking on Friday when the, this news was announced, because I think that our reaction was pretty similar to everybody else's reaction no, upon hearing sure. this. And the first question being, what the fuck? Yeah, what the hell, guys? What 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 the hell? Um, you know, they're, they're going to eventually Spartan creates powerlifting eventually, I'm sure. That would be a new idea. (laughs) Spartan powerlifting. And because anyway, (laughs) a lot of things have happened since then, though. So we've got that once again, talking about that April 4th, though, that's also the High Rocks Championship in Berlin. Yeah. So Um, we've talked about High Rocks in this event before. And the World Championships for that event has been previously announced months and months ago in Berlin on April 4th, where several of our you know, OCR colleague racers have already We're planning on going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and good numbers on it too. Like Kent's done phenomenally. And that's actually who we've got on this episode here after we're done talking about this yep. back and forth. Kent qualified. Hunter is there. Hunter's there. Know, Isaiah Bay qualified. Yeah. Isaiah. I mean, lots of, of OCR girls and boys have qualified. And, and yep. my thought, you know, I think everybody's thoughts were, getting ready to go abroad to Berlin and crush it. And then all of a sudden Spartan comes out with these dates and now athletes are, you know, being forced to choose between high rocks and series events. Well, and then, then all of a sudden, then on top of that, then they're like, Oh, by the way, we're going to make our own, you know, right. It's like Spartan can't handle anybody else getting, you know, attention or success. They've got to throw their hat in the ring. Well, I've got, I've got comments about that in the culture as well with many other things, but I'll just leave that be. But anyway, okay. So if you are new to the high rocks world, this is what high rocks is. High rocks is a one kilometer, one kilometer long run. And then there's eight stations. You do a one K in between every single thing. And then you finish. So you've got a skiered, you've got a sled push, You've got so basically one run, run a kilometer, then you've got a ski erg, then you run another kilometer, then you've got a sled push, then run another kilometer. Um, it's it's a pull, it's a sled pull, then another kilometer burpees, another kilometer rower, that's going to jack your heart up, another kilometer uh, kettlebell farmers carry, another kilometer lunges. And then another kilometer, and then 100 wall balls, and then you finish. So eight stations, one km between each one, um, comes out, you know, right over five miles. Um, yep. Rough race. Rough. Yeah, day. and we talked to Yancey about this, and he kind of gives a more detailed breakdown. And 
you know, there are different categories and the the weights are prescribed based upon the different categories. But this is the event that, you know, it's been in Europe and it just came to America. We've had two events so far, one in Miami, one in New York. The next one is coming up here in Chicago. And And we've been seeing some some growing attention to the Hyrax event. Yeah, it's a good formula. And one of the things we talked about with Ryan Kenton on this episode, though, is I like it because it's CrossFit, what we've seen before in hand. They're like, oh, this is the fittest on Earth. This is the fittest people on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think something like this really reveals their running, too, which I think is very important. You can't hide five miles. Agree. This this is not a typical – I mean, it's, it's structured similar to a CrossFit wad. Yep. But with the amount of running involved, it's – you know, it pushes outside those comfort zones. So, yep. so going on to DecaFit then, Leah. Yeah. So DecaFit, we had the announcement from um, Joe DeSena on Friday, and it was very cryptic at first, not a whole lot of information. As of recording this, you know, Monday morning, there still really isn't that much information released at this point. All we know so far um, is Yancey Culp, who – has been heavily involved in the High Rocks world. Yep. Um, you know, we had him on here talking about High Rocks. So he, you know, he deflected from High Rocks, went to Spartan, and is now running this program. So I know that there's some people out there that have some feeling some kind of way about that. I want my deck effecta. That's all I want. <laughs> I want. I want to run three <laughs> decas. Right. Well, it's interesting you say that because, okay, so I've listened to everything that has come out so far over the past three days regarding DecaFit. There's been interviews with Yancey. There's been interviews with Joe himself, um, you know, the information that's available online. And so this is what we know so far. So in just comparing the basic events, so the DecaFit um, is – DECA, which means 10. So rather than the Science. eight events of High Rocks, we have 10. So similar to the format of run, event, run, event, we're doing the same thing, but this time instead of eight, we're doing 10, and the run is cut short. So instead of 1,000 um, meters in between each event, it's now 500. So yep. 500 times 10 is a total of 5,000, which equals a total run of 5K. 5K. Joe's explanation to this is that 5K is the universal, um, you know, measurement, the entry level of measurement, and that's what everybody kind of has grown to expect of a run. So it I'm shouldn't be intimidating. I'm always by a good 5K. <laughs> you know, I agree with it. I like 5K. I think it's a good number. I don't. I'm, I'm I don't. okay with that. I think I think there's just too many. And, yeah, I'll save my opinions for later. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we have the total cumulative run of 5K. But like I said, this time, instead of eight stations, we now have 10. But there's a significant amount of overlap, um, despite what listening to interviews, you know, would have you believe. This is not mm-hmm. a completely different event. Um, so the 10 events for this race. Um, you've got the love of the Ram, the, the Spartan Ram. We've seen it this year at several races. There are now two stations that involve the Spartan Ram. Um, the first of which is a Ram squat um, with 40 reps. Now, I, I don't know how in stone these reps are, but this is what we've got so far. Um, so overhead Rams, and then the other station is the Ram Burpee. Then the other eight stations, we see overlaps of Skierg, 
of the sled pull and push. What's notable about okay. this, though, on DecaFit, it's one station. You're pushing it, then you're pulling it back. Um, and I think you're doing that action more than one time, but that's one station. You push it, you pull it, as opposed to the separation at okay. High Rocks. Okay. Um, then you also have the wall balls um, that High Rocks has. You also have the farmer carries, um, and you also have the row. So then the other differentiating events besides the two rams, you've got box jump overs. You've got um, med ball sit-ups, um, which I'm sure will leave a whole room for interpretation of what, you know, proper form is on both of those. Um, I cannot wait to And then that. you've also got the assault bike, and that's it. So, so they do have an assault bike in there, too. They have an assault so, bike. So they've got the erg, the ski erg, the assault bike, and the rower. And the rower. Now, how many stations are they putting in this thing? Do they, they probably don't even know yet. Here's here's my biggest thing. Well, okay. Yancey did clarify that, though. Let me just say, Yancey okay. did explain that the way the, the plan is, in each one of these stations, there's going to be a certain finite number of, you know, availability of state you know stations within yeah. section and but what makes them different which i actually think is kind of cool um is that which i mean it's not really applicable to high rock so you can't really say that they're doing something that much better but what decafit is saying in the events that are that have a set rep requirement they are basically copying what tmx did in that there's a progression so, for example, if you have to do 20 reps of something, there'll be four lines. So you do your five reps at the first line, you scoot forward to the next line, you do five more reps, you scoot forward to the next line, you do five more reps, so that all competitors can see where, you know, their competition is along the rep count. Oh, my like, gosh. You know what I'm saying? Did I explain that well? I get it. I just. But High Rocks doesn't have, and so Yancey was going on about how this is such a great separator between them and High Rocks. But truth be told, High Rocks, the only event that's a rep count is the wall balls. Yeah. You know, everything else is a distance measurement. Understand. Yeah. Right. It's a distance. So you can look over and you see, oh, dude, sled is further ahead of mine. Clearly he's winning. <laughs> yeah. So it's not well, that here's... much of a difference. Here is my line in the sand with everything with Spartan getting into this. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing we've always had issues with in Spartan? Officiating and consistency. Yes. And, and being able to freaking count. Well, 100%. I mean, we have had podcast upon podcast and issue upon issue this year. Everything people, in age groups. Oh, everything. There's, there's issues with, with rep counts. There's issues with, you know, consistency. I will say in my conversations with people that have participated in the High Rocks events, the one thing that I hear consistently, pretty much 100% from everybody who tells me about their experience is how well High Rocks puts it on, how yeah. professional it is, how smooth it's ran. How good know, the officials are. How good the officials are. You watch these videos, and there is it's, it's like the CrossFit Games. There is yeah. an official – for every athlete. You get an official. Counting your reps and no repping you as necessary. If you yep. stutter step on your lunge, guess what? You're backing up. If your wall ball's not deep enough, you're getting a no rep. 
Yep. So you're telling me that Spartan's going to be able to provide officials for each and every athlete for the entire event? Uh, I, <laughs> I hope they can. I hope they can. I want folks to be able to do it. But I can tell you right now, we, we don't have that regularly in Spartan. I mean, Hell no, we don't have that. We don't have any kind of consistency. We're begging people to volunteer. And if you note, if you go to the DecaFit stuff, you can sign up to volunteer. And this is how hard up they are. If you agree to volunteer, you get, you know, your shirt and whatever. But mm-hmm. you get an open, you get a, you get a, um, a ticket to participate in that day's DecaFit as well as an open Spartan event. So you get a double dip the chip. You get a double dip if you can get a volunteer, which clearly they're not, you know, having people clamoring to sign up for this. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest thing with DecaFit. It's I feel like Spartan has their hand in so much right now. I'm just so mad I can't get a Spartan rig at this event. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so here's the other thing. We've seen all these projects like this before, like Spartan uh, rigs and... I'm sure they will. (laughs) I am certain that in their open festival area, it's going to be an open advertisement for Spartan. If you don't think that Joe's going to slap up a rig or a monkey bar or something, hey, you like Decafit? Come check out a real Spartan. I'm certain of it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's that's cross-branding. That's that's not – I don't – Right. Right, that, so, yeah, we'll simple. see it there. But, no, like, I'm thinking back to other projects that they've had, like when Platinum Rig came out, and then they mm-hmm. came out with Spartan Rigs. And how often do we see Spartan Rigs now? Right. Well, you know? I mean, there's supposedly a rig at every event, but if you want to call monkey, bu- or, you know, rings a rig, but, you know. It's not a Platinum Rig. I mean, it's... So, it's, w- uh, one anyway. thing else that Joe did mention in his interview, which kind of was like, wait, what? <laughs> was that... One thing about DecaFit that he's excited about is that basically his branding is that, you know, they're similar to Hyrox, but no, it's completely different because this is accessible by the masses. Anybody at any gym in the world can stroll into DecaFit and complete the workout. And to differentiate the difficulty, he's thinking about having – Three different races within DecaFit, similar to the Sprint Super Ultra or Sprint Super Beast. The DecaFactor. <laughs> so I don't know if the that means factor. more than one lap. So if you do three laps, do you get your, you know, DecaFactor? Because that's not going to complicate things. That's exactly. Not, gonna... Or provide a difficulty for the officials to have that many people running through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it sounds, honestly, for me, it sounds, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm not looking forward to running a DecaFit anytime soon. I, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> well, um, so here's the thing. The dates are not released yet. There is a um, information out there about a beta testing for DecaFit, I think, in the month of February in Denver, um, where yep, you can kind yep, of go and, and scope it out. But the official first event is not going to be until March. We don't have a location. We don't have a date. Um but, but I guarantee March. you it's going to conflict with an existing date probably of High Rocks, which is March is the L.A. event. You know, we've got so many events all over the place now with this stuff. It's uh, – it's, I don't even know where we're going with it now. 
<laughs> but well, I mean, anyway, kids, you're stuck this, <laughs> Yeah, my take on it all is, is, you know, I can't, at the end of the day, business is business. And, you know, as we get ready to listen to Ryan, you know, he kind of weighs in on his opinion as well. You know, business is business, so you can't fault Spartan for seeing no, a market and trying to capitalize on it. Um, but, you know, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth the way it was done. I just don't like that there was so much involvement with Hyrox from Spartan. If, this, if they were completely isolated and Spartan had nothing to do with Hyrox, saw that it was a cool idea and tried to rip it off, fine. But the fact that they were in bed with Hyrox, the athletes were competing with Hyrox, their coaches were helping with develop Hyrox, and now all of a sudden they do it, it just seems slimy to me. Well, that's our opinion here. Um, without further ado, let's kick it over to this week's, um, this, this week's podcast. we got Ryan Kent here on coming in. Um, he's going to talk to us about kind of his opinions, what how happened there at New York. So anyway, background on that, we had a great race there in New York, um, mm-hmm. a great time. Ryan won yep. um, and was very close to winning, uh, to breaking the, the time ever. Yep, he, um, was, he was close to setting a world record. and Which when you do that, you crack, are. it's 5K, right? You win 5K? Currently, yes. It was 10, but they dropped it to 5. Gotcha. So without further ado, um, here's the interview, guys. And we are back here with Ryan Kent. Ryan, how's it going, bud? Uh, just hanging out here, watching a little football on the couch. Good deal, awesome. good deal. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. It actually ended up, we had this podcast scheduled on the books um, for for a little bit, and then all of a sudden everything gets shaken up, and now it's an awesome timing, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. So for all the people that are listening here on Tuesday, um, over it was yesterday, Spartan announced the new Spartan DecaFit, um, spearheaded kind of by Yancey. But before any of that, first of all, Ryan, um, you've been crushing the high rock stuff now. You've been mm-hmm. training specifically for it. Um, first of all, what do you think of high rocks now? It's a new, a new thing here from Germany here that we're seeing here in the States. They've got their third event coming up here in Chicago. Um, what do you think so far? Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal event, um, that obviously tests total body fitness. I think there are a few kinks that maybe still need to be worked out, um, with their race format. Um, but I mean, that's, I mean, it's not like they've, they've, been around that long i mean they've been in germany for maybe about a year and they're just coming over to the states i mean we just had our second the second event over here so i mean it's it's a learning process and um we've as athletes um there's been a couple of us that have been able to offer feedback on on how to clean some things up and and kind of like how to you know progress their event in the right direction and um, I, I really hope it sticks around because I love the event and, um, you know, if, if you haven't given it a try and you're just, you're up for a new challenge and, and something that's really going to test you in every way, shape or form, um, I would definitely recommend uh, giving high rocks, a, a go. Now you're one of the guys that is pretty much become like the poster child for OCR and, and strength and, you know, hybrid. There's, there's only a couple of you out there. Um, 
you know, you completely dominated and crushed the stadium series this year, even despite having missed one. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, if you were to ask anybody who are the, you know, athletes to watch, your name's definitely up there. So, I mean, it was no surprise to me at all to see how well you did. Um, so with your performances from both events, now you're qualified to go to the, the championships in Berlin, right? Yeah. Um, um, I actually wasn't aware of the, um, the qualifications and kind of how you were able to qualify for that event, which I, I later found out in New York, um, kind of how that works. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have qualified, um, you know, going back to what you said about like, you know, being an athlete that kind of like, you know, people expect me to do well in these, these like mm-hmm. stadium and, and high rocks events is like, I really don't feel like a lot of people um, kind of throw my name out there when it comes to that kind of stuff. You don't think so? You know, like I, no, I sort of feel like it's always like Hunter, Isaiah and Bracken and like rightfully so. I mean, those are like three um, spectacular athletes, but I sort of feel like my name doesn't really get tossed around a lot when it comes to that. And, you know, I really, I think that that's, that's crazy to me. Kind of what, like, what fire, what lights that fire in me to kind of mm-hmm. go out and try to, you know, prove some people wrong. But, um, now that, you know, the, uh, you know, High Rocks is coming about out in the whole deck of fit thing. It's like all these events are aligning up that really just kind of like cater to what I've always been as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And when I first, when I first came into Spartan, it was like this ultimate test of fitness and it was like the closest thing we had to like testing just like total body fitness. And you could say cross fit, but in my opinion, there just wasn't enough running involved. Yeah. There's never enough running across. Call them. Right. Yeah. But now that like Spartans evolved in the way that it has, it's, it's some of the heavy carries that kind of level level the playing field have gotten a lot easier. Um, so the masses can complete these, complete these races and it's not too hard and the whole standardization of it all. I mean, it's kind of like it's watered down a little bit. I mean, it's still a great mm-hmm. event, but it's more, it's more about really who is the best runner and who has like enough grip strength to like get through the course. And that's Absolutely. fine. That's totally fine. But like, I'm more of an athlete for something like a stadium or these high rocks events. Like that's, that's where my opportunity to shine is. And I'm just really stoked that, it seems like there's a shift or there's like a movement happening right now. That's kind of like going in the direction of just like traditional fitness type stuff. And I'm just like thrilled to like see that happening. Well, I think it's a really good shift for guys like, and, and you're, you're I've, I'm going to go out here and say, you're cutting yourself too sh- early here. Like you are definitely a contender in these high rock stuff. You, you were 23 seconds of the High Rocks World Championship breaking time here in New York. Did you um, know at the time what? that you were that close? Like, were, were you being oh. like, were you pushing for that? Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I I didn't want to get caught up in like I knew that I could go under an hour, um, just based off like mm-hmm. prepar- preparation and training. Like I knew I knew that that was possible, but I did didn't want to get too caught up in the record unless like it was an actual possibility. So like, honestly, the first time I really looked at my watch to see where I was at was like, maybe, I mean, I'm sure I probably looked at it, but I didn't like study like my yeah. time and like how much, 
Yeah, so probably like 45 minutes. Right. So like maybe 45 minutes in is really when I kind of like looked down and was like, okay, I have this much of running left in these stations. And if I do it in this amount of time, then I can, you know, beat the world record. And so like maybe only like 15 minutes prior to the finish is when I really started thinking that it was a possibility. And then they started making all these announcements over the loudspeakers that, you know, I had this chance to do it. And then like, like all the, it's, I'm sure this wasn't the case, but it felt like the entire building kind of corralled around the wall balls to oh my God. Sure. Um, go, th- go through that. And like, I knew I had, I came into it and I just looked at my watch real quick and it was like somewhere around like right around four minutes. So I knew I was like, okay, I got to do these hundred wall balls. Because in like 4.30, if I if I want a chance at this record, and I've done that before in training, but never never after, like, after everything all that I'd that gone event. through. It, right. So, so what's I knew the weight on the wall balls again? It's, it's 20, 20 pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I really, I was on rep, I think, like, 87 or 88 of uh. 100 when, when the record, like, passed me by, and. You know, everybody, every time I, like, took a break, everybody just kept screaming at me to, like, pick up the ball again. And I was like, I'm trying. I just, like, I you have do to, it. <laughs> I have to catch my breath right now. And, you know, I think it's – I think when you're at, like, an elite level, like, you know how to push yourself and you know your limits. And it's right. like, trust me, if I could have done these any quicker, I would have done it, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, it just like it wasn't meant to be that day, but now it's like okay, like I, now I know it's a realistic possibility. Um, oh, for sure. And I, I feel even more confident going into the next one that you know that I'll be able to beat it. Beat it. Well, and I'm sure you're, you're playing around in your head now. Okay, I can I can break off a few seconds here. I can do things a little bit differently here now. Um, now that you've got a, even a better understanding of it, even more now. Station. <laughs> so looking at that, the high I know that event. I can like. Just to say there's like four stations now that I can really feel like I can knock at least 30 seconds or more off of. Break that for down sure. for so us. About, what are the stations that you feel like are, you know, easier or whatever for you? And which ones are there any that, you know, you dread the most? I would just I would say my favorite is is honestly probably the sled push. Yeah, just because I'm able to use my weight to my advantage, and I think I just, I just have an act and like a, a feel for that particular exercise that I just like. I'm just able to do well on it, and a lot of people don't really like that that one, and it it jacks your heart rate up super early in the race, and it's really hard to kind of like come back from that. Yes, yeah. so you have to you have to be able to just like. Go ahead. The biggest question for the sled push that most people struggle with is shoes and the turf. Have you encountered problems with that? And, you know, like, it's not like I have some special shoe. I just have, like, a standard, like, road racing shoe that somebody would wear if they were going out for, like, a 5K road race. You know, it's not like I have some special shoe that's allowing me to, like, do this exercise better than anybody else. It's just – it's all about body. The awareness and like there's there's ways that you push it and like your feet are gonna slide more and then you have to change up your technique on like how you're 
and a push it if your feet are going to slide. Like you can't, you can't take these big, like gigantic steps to try to Mm -hmm. like maximize your, your push because your feet are just going to slide out underneath you. So it's like the moment you feel your feet start to slip, you got to go on to your next step. And it's just all about, I think just body awareness and and getting comfortable and, and, and just how to, how to do the movement. But there's no, there's no doubt that the carpet is, is an issue. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I can push that weight in half the amount of time on like a turf or something like that. But yeah, the carpet is, the carpet's pretty slippery and and sometimes it, it bunches up, um, just kind of gets these wrinkles in it. And then going later in the day also, though, like there's people that have dripped like a bunch of sweat down the lanes. So like you're, you're dealing with just like, just a, a really slippery kind of surface and it's not like an ideal situation, but it's, I look at it like this. I'm like, look, I come from the sport of obstacle racing where like we overcome, we overcome pouring rain. (laughs) Right. We learn, we figure out how to like overcome the challenge and overcome the obstacle. And it's like, yo, like if you can't do it, (laughs) figure, figure something out, you know, that's anyway, that's just kind of how I look at it. Well, I mean, like that's the biggest thing. Like when I, when I talk to people that have now competed at both of the high rocks events, the, the two things that are pretty much universal that I'm hearing the good is that it's well run, it's organized, and it's, you know, put on very well. And then the bad is the sled push. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, is it really that big of a deal? Or is it people that just aren't prepared? Or, you know, where's the problem? Yeah. It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, there's some people that probably aren't prepared for it. Um, and and I would I would definitely recommend, you know, if anybody – that's going to go do these events. Don't show up in some like, you know, Nike freeze. <laughs> Cause that's just gonna like, there's going to be no traction on the bottom of those shoes to really like allow you to get that, that leverage that you need to really get a push on it. So it's like whatever you show up, I mean, even like a trail shoe would work like phenomenal on that carpet. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking like Vibram rubber and stuff like that, like really where those things do get to play in a little bit. Like it does matter. Like and the, and what's the it's the graphene from that's from Innovate, right? I bet that would tear it up pretty well there too. I don't know. But definitely so, bring. You know, I brought like three pairs of shoes um, with me, and then just like tried them all out and kind of like decided which one worked the best. So um, okay. if you have a couple options, I would definitely recommend like bringing a couple. Okay. Good so deal. we've been, you know, getting more familiar with High Rocks and their setup. And basically, you know, we, we had uh, Yancey on here earlier and he was kind of explaining it. You know, it's 8K, 8 obstacles. So you, you do an obstacle or not an obstacle, but a fitness event. You do a fitness thing and then you go do a one, you know, 1,000 meter run. 1K. And yep. eight times. Uh, or So for a total of eight obstacles, 8K. And so everyone's kind of getting used to this. And then all of a sudden we get this announcement that there's now going to be another competitor in the ball game. And it's with Joe DeSena announcing DecaFit. So we're all still kind of waiting for more information on this. But all we know so far is it seems eerily, eerily similar to High Rock. <laughs> It's yeah. now instead of 8K and 8 obstacles, it's 5K and 10 obstacles. 
So have you had a chance to look that over? Really? I mean, I, I found out at pretty much the same time as everybody else did last night and, you know, did, did a little bit of research on it, kind of like what stations were involved and kind of how the whole thing would work. But I mean, it's still, it's still so new and I'm still kind of processing what the event is. Right. Um, as far as, as far as it being like a competitor with like high rocks, it's like, okay, the reality of the situation is I, I would have invented a sport like high rocks years ago mm -hmm. had I had the financial backing and, um, and if I knew it would succeed. But the reality was, is I didn't have the money to make it happen and I didn't know how well it would do. So I wasn't willing to take that risk, but it was like this idea floating up in my brain. And this is like years and years ago. So I, I oh yeah, I had the idea and it's like, like, okay, it, it's unfortunate that High Rocks had to be like the guinea pig in all this. But now that, you know, it's like a proven event that people are interested in and like money can be made, it's mm -hmm. only natural that like other brands and other companies are going to come in and try to get theirs as well. Because like any good businessman is, is going to try to, you know, strike while the iron's hot. And that's kind of like what's what's happening with high rocks right now is like, it's like the new hottest thing. And like, look, I mean, you go to the grocery store and you, you can look at, you know, many different brands selling the same product, but doing it like maybe in a slightly different ways. So it's, mm -hmm. you can't really fault Spartan in a way for kind of, you know, expanding their own brand to, to something that's very similar to high rocks. And right. you know, I understand that, you know, people are going to be kind of upset about that. You know, and I think I think I was a little bit too at first because I've gotten to know those guys at High Rocks pretty well, and I really like their event and um, like the people that are you know putting it on. But I also see no reason why they can't work together. They can't coexist. And that's like in the fitness industry. Like, yeah. So I, I don't really see why. Yeah, they just both can't work out, and we can't we can't do both of them. You know, it's just like. How many different – I mean, look at the Stadium Blitz company that, you know, copied the Stadium series. Right. You know, like look at Tough Mudder and, and, and you know, Bone Frog and all these other obstacle racing companies that, you know, do the same thing as Spartan. It's just – you know, that's just kind of how it works in the world. And, like, if you think only one race organization is going to do this, like, you're just kind of, like, naive. And well, so, yeah, well, and even just so, and this is where I where I have got the biggest question for you now. So we get to this point now where we have races on top of races on top of races, even from the same freaking race series. Right. So like you've got this year now the Spartan Stadium Championship. Uh, well, they said there's going to be a stadium championship now. They've said stuff about a mountain championship and all these different championships. But just this week, even on top of this, we've got the U.S. National Series. And yeah. one of the races that you've always done phenomenal at, um, Seattle, April 4th. Yep, and that conflicts with the stadium race. And it also conflicts with the High Rocks Championship. Yep. Now you've got like these, you've got three major events on the same freaking day. It's a hot day now. Uh, what does Ryan Kent do? How are you going to be April 4th? <laughs> Ryan Kent goes to, to wherever, you know, who's going to pay me the most money. To show up to their event, That's and who's going to offer the most yeah. prize money? 
I mean, it really, it comes down to like who, what's, what could potentially allow me to support my family the most. And yep, like if High Rocks has a ten thousand dollar prize for their world championship, but the stadium series is only offering three thousand dollars for their whole mm-hmm. series, why would it make sense to do do the stadium series when I can go and like potentially? make 10 grand on top of a five grand um, bonus for breaking a world record in Berlin and make like $15,000 when I have to race the whole series and maybe only make 3000. So it's like, you know, like as much as I want to take over the reins of like the stadium guy, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I got to do what's best for my pockets. (laughs) Oh, for well, sure. I mean, and that's the difference between you as a true professional athlete versus, you know, the vast majority of other people. You know, when these dates came out and everybody's freaking out about, you know, what they're going to do. When you're talking about someone whose true livelihood is based on it, like, I get yeah, it. You're strategic, you know? period. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would love nothing more than to do the stadium series um, and the national series. But, you know, the reality is, is you're going to have to give up something, even if it's just like you do the series, but like you miss a race, which ultimately means you're not going to be able to like place in the series. It's just right. It's that's just what, just, that's, what, that's yeah. what makes it suck for you. Like that's that's what I hate to see for guys like you, because you got you could do great in that series and you're a top contender in that series in each of these mm-hmm. series. But here's another race series. That is, just like you said, a more profitable venture for you. It's it's the right thing for you to do, but it is that you could do so well in. Kind of, you know, throwing it out there that, you know, I think it's time that Spartan kind of ups the ante on, like, the stadium series with, like, each individual race and each, um, or at the end of the year with, with the winner of the the series or top three in the series, like it's time we kind of match that of the national series, which would make it more of an incentive and and more of a reason for like the top athletes, more of a reason for the top athletes to not venture out to to other brands and other races um, to to fill their financial needs. Because I mean, I'm a Spartan guy through and through. That's been that's basically in my, my DNA, but. Um, you know, at the time right now, like High Rocks has a, a great thing going and they're they're putting the money out there. And, you know, I think you might actually be a little bit surprised at, at who actually goes to show up to that event and completely bail on like the stadium series altogether. Because I've spoken to a few guys and, you know, it, it, it's looking like maybe the stadium series doesn't, you know, isn't all that competitive this year if, if they're not willing to kind of like throw out a little bit more money. Well, I mean, I think that that's kind of what everybody's thought was, and then they Absolutely. announced that there's this world championship coming, so now it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe, hold on. <laughs> so people are still kind of now still interested, but I know Isaiah has already said that he's going into CrossFit and not, you know, into the stadium series next year, and I know that Bracken has said that he wants to come back to, you know, that that was his main goal, but... You know, like you said, when when the money talks and when there's you know all that information out there, I'm curious to see where that goes. It, the decisions will have to be made. Right, right. 
if I could just train, like if I could just do, and I've spoken to Bracken about this before. It's like, you know, I love, I love going out into the woods and, and doing like the trail runs and, um, like I love all that kind of stuff. And I have no doubt that, you know, I could go to Seattle and potentially win Seattle, but like, I feel yeah. like my strengths really lie. My strengths really lie in like the stadium series and then something like High Rocks or now DecaFit. Um, that'll definitely be something that I, I really want to focus on. I think another thing to go back to this deck of fit and kind of the high rocks um, box that we're trying to start to unravel and stuff. It goes back to, it was the last year we were at Vermont for the national, for the um, world championship. And they filmed this. How long was that course? Do you remember the, the short course championship? Was it like a mile? Yeah, it was short. It was a mile. This was before my time. This is before your time? Okay. Yeah. So we were out in Vermont, and they had this short course. And basically, the I feel the biggest mystery we're trying to unbox is how do we film this stuff? Now, High Rocks and something like a Decafit, you could film pretty easy. Um, and just like you said, all these people like corralling around the wall balls, it gets excited. Uh, it's exciting to watch. Um that's what I really see Spartan seeing this DecaFit thing as. It's it's a way to actually put this on TV and get like a cult following almost. Well, Hobie Call was talking about something like this years and years ago. Oh like, yeah, they this, they did a few races of it, the Extreme Nation was, and the right. Hobie's Coliseum Adventure Race. Original <laughs> plan. What he would say was basically, you know, make it more spectator friendly and and have have a bigger area where people can watch. And, you know, we see that with High Rocks. And, I mean, the coverage of High Rocks was awesome. And I'm assuming for DecaFit it's going to be the same thing because it is contained in a central location. You're not going 12 miles in the woods, you know. What does all this do for your training, Ryan? Like, as you're looking for training for next year, are you all in on this short course strength? Or are you still kind of toying with the national series and beast distances? Kind of like leaving, like kind of like all doors are open at the at the moment. Um, there's still some like key principles that like it doesn't matter what event I'm training for, whether it's a beast, a super, a sprint, a stadium, high rocks, like, there's still key principles to my training that, like, are the exact same, like, you know, no matter what, I always hit, like, a long run every single week, I always Mm -hmm. try to hit some type of interval workout, I always try to hit, like, some kind of, like, functional fitness strength um, workout, like, there's all these key principles that go along with it doesn't matter what race distance or what kind of race I'm doing. Those things are always in my weekly training. I would just have to like swing the pendulum or however you say that phrase, the pendulum, pendulum, pendulum swing mm-hmm. would just have to go more towards like one thing than the other. So maybe I do, you know, two deck of fit workouts in a week or like two high rock high rocks workouts in a week and I still get my long run and I still get like some interval training. Um, you just kind of like, it's just going to be a little more of whatever it is you're going to focus on. So, you know, a lot of people get surprised sometimes when I can like um, train for something and, and, and do well in like a beast like West Virginia or something and then come back a few weeks later and, and crush um a stadium series and it's really not that difficult. Like I really, I keep some of the key training 
principles like all year long. I just kind of have to like switch some things up. And if I get a couple weeks to really focus in on some, I can do pretty well at it. So, you know, right now I'm kind of like training for all of it. Um, <laughs> and like the moment I, I kind of like decide, I mean, I, I would say right now my focus is on high rocks in Chicago. Um, and then, um, Jackson, uh, after that and the national series, but I get like a month, a month after that high rocks event to really focus in on my speed again and get ready for, um, Jacksonville. And, and honestly, anytime I off of like a really training block, which I'm getting, I'm in right now for high rocks. Like I've always, my running's always improved. So it's, it's kind of, they're each kind of playing off of each other, um, in a way and, and preparing for each event. They work well together. So 2019 has been a really dynamic year. Um, would you say, what would you say has been your favorite moment that you've had in this past year? Because uh, we're kind of wrapping up the year now. What has been like your mountaintop experience <laughs> from, this, from the from the crap you've seen this year? What's been like, obviously, High Rocks is up there. Um, My favorite moment of the year would have to be taking the win in um, the Dallas AT&T Stadium race over Robert Killian. Like, I was in second place for I don't know how long in that race, and I, he, Killian had like a 10-second lead on me, and I never – I couldn't find a way to close the gap. And then we kind of entered that final little gauntlet of like that was box a brutal jumps gauntlet and uh, ram – Oh, it was so gnarly. And yeah, um, I, I like there. blacked out. It was like, not I don't fun. Even, that was, that was I don't, the first time we saw the Ram, right? For me, it was. I think they had it at a race before that. But I was so, after getting through those Ram burpees, like, I don't even remember going through the multi-rig after that. I was just, like, so delusional <laughs> and so tired. But that was just like I think probably the m- most exciting um, memory that I have of this year was kind of like that come from behind win um, at that race. And there's obviously a lot of, of uh, disappointing um, moments as well, but that's just it. Kind of comes with the territory. I mean, when you race 15 plus races a year, like there's just the likelihood of you doing well at all of them is kind of like not very high, unless you're Ryan Atkins who like. <laughs> Could on the podium at every race, but um, yeah, it's been, the it's been a, You're a Ryan too. Yeah, You're up there. yeah. <laughs> it's been a good year, and there's a lot of exciting things happening, especially like right here towards the tail end. And I, I'm just excited to see where it all kind of like goes in 2020 because they're all like all the stuff that's happening right now is like all stuff that I'm going to be interested in. And I think the reality is, is like there's a lot of guys that do our sport at a high level that aren't going to be interested in these like high rocks and deck of fit, you know, events, because, you know, there's a lot of heavy lifting and pushing and just like strength that goes into it that like they would have to put in a lot of work over a long period of time to probably be relevant in it. And it might just not be something that they're willing to invest that, that time and effort in. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of See how it all plays out. Is it too yeah. soon to say what your goals are? 
short-term goals are definitely to set the High Rocks world record in Chicago, um, and not just by like a few seconds. Like I think I'm gonna beat it by like I would say like at least a minute. Just I just feel really confident in that race and and how much I can improve from now until then, and um, just dialing in like strategies on like certain certain exercises whereas like the first race and even like some of the exercises in the second race i would just like attack each exercise station basically until like i got fatigued and would have to take a break but like there needs to be strategy involved so that that way when you finish up whatever station you're at you're able to get right back into your run flow as quickly as possible rather than like wasting a whole lap just trying to catch your breath um so i think just with some better strategic uh, um plan part that i can drop like a lot of time and obviously just getting more familiar with that type of event um i feel really good about doing that and then i don't know man i think there's just too much stuff that's up in the air right now for for 2020 like there's nothing like defined on um like like certain dates of things just still kind of waiting to see how it plays out and kind of what Spartan wants me to do and kind of what their vision is for me with this season and to see if that kind of aligns with what I want to do and then just trying to find a way to kind of get on similar terms and um, and then you know tackle the year ahead I think maybe in like a month or so I'll have a better indication of of like more of like my goals and stuff for this season i agree fully yeah yeah i'm I'm excited and we all think that we're going to probably have the the world championship announcement here in the the next month or so and that'll that'll alleviate and help a lot of people make some big decisions here yeah i think the final things that we're waiting for are the championship dates and then the money breakdowns of exactly you know what the qualifications are and what the money is and then people can make completely informed decisions because right now Heck, we all, all we know about this DecaFit thing is that the first event is in March, which how much you want to make a bet is the same day as the LA High Rocks, but we'll see. We'll see. In Denver is what I'm hearing. Is, I'm sorry, say that again? I think the first DecaFit is going to be in Denver. Oh, okay. All right. I like Denver. <laughs> Sounds good. Good deal. Well, Ryan, thanks for being on. Nope. Ahead. Hey, where do you where do you guys think the um, Spartan World Championships is going to be? Well, the, the <laughs> big talk, uh, Leah. Where do you think? I mean, history has shown when the talk has been out there, it's pretty much come true. I think there's just way too much chatter out there about Abu Dhabi for it not to be that. So I'm going to go with that one. How about you, Ryan? You got any insight on that? I thought it was going to be Abu Dhabi as well, but it's like they're having a championship, um, like the another national championship race is happening over there. And that doesn't mean that it can't also be the the, the site of the world championships, but it's kind of like not like Spartan to overlap hmm. um, yeah. locations like that. So that's true. I don't know. I really don't. I don't have the slightest clue. So I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, just like everybody else. Right. I'm definitely intrigued to see. I, I'll, I'll say this much, and I've said it before. 
Spartan, just like you, are out to make some money on this. You know, they're out to they're out to make a paycheck and out to do what's right for their companies for being most profitable that they can. Um, in the past, North Lake Tahoe has paid them two hundred thousand to have the race there, and twenty twenty it was up to a quarter million, and that means whoever's you know where most venues Spartan has to pay out of pocket to to host their events. Um, North Lake Tahoe is actually paying them to come there, exactly. which is kind of a yeah it's craziness. Wow. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, thank you again for being on the show, Ryan. Um, yeah, we really appreciate and, you taking the time and talking with us. And of course, we'll want to catch up with you later here in 2020 to see how your yeah. season's going. But I will be at Chicago High Rock. So if and when, rather, you break that world record, I will be there to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you. Orla Walsh. Orla Walsh is the person that I want to see in High Rocks. I want her to oh, see her in this kind of stuff. When she's better, when she's 100%, this, this event this is, is made for her. Absolutely. I think she could be a freaking powerhouse in this stuff. No um, doubt. Like, this kind of stuff is her wheelhouse. Yeah, oh. no, I think she I, – I don't know where she's at with her recovery and, you know, when she's anticipating a comeback – but there's no way that this these events are not on her radar. Like her, Cassidy, after she has their kid, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then like I would love to see, um, yeah, like just stuff like that. It, it's such a powerhouse and exciting thing. The other thing that I'm excited about this for is this format, this Decafit and High Rocks and everything. The ability to film this is easy. Oh yeah, I mean you can see it. So spectator friendly. Mm-hmm. So it's, no, I'm uh, I'm super excited. I'll be in the Chicago event, um, competing, but also you know trying to take it all in. And I'm excited and hopefully be there when Ryan breaks the record. I I believe in him. So uh, you know we'll be cheering he for him. I think so. I hope so too. I think he can do it. I I, I definitely think he can do it. I I think it's very possible for him. I think it's possible for a lot of these guys. Yeah. Um, and I, I think once we start seeing them push a little bit and start to understand the formula and figure out how it ticks, they're gonna they're gonna really try to to figure out where they can capitalize and where they can make some gains at it. Well, as Ryan explained, you know, the first event you go in just not knowing what to expect. You know, I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat as I'm preparing for Chicago. My goal right now is just do the event. I have yeah. no it's idea experience. of you know, timeline and, but you know, what, what should be my split right now is just do it. And it's only going to be after doing more of the events where you can actually start getting some strategy. Like he was saying. Absolutely. You've got to figure out how to play the ball game. I mean, look at how we've evolved in OCR and Spartan and Mutter and stuff. I mean, and even here now that it's just the new changes and everything, everything is constantly changing and it's, it's exciting. It but is. at the same time, it's like uh, sometimes I feel like the water's getting too murky on some of this stuff. I don't know. That's me. No, I agree. I think the biggest thing that it boils down to, you know, especially when you're talking about Spartan, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to start like an underwater basket weaving competition with metals, go for it. Have as much as you want, because the more people you get active, the more people you get involved in health and fitness is good. 
so long that, as that plays you back can do onto, it properly. Absolutely. And that actually, I want to, we want to go ahead and mention this. High Rocks did then come out and make a statement about this. They did. And it was and really good. Big of them. No talk kidding. Talk about like, a class act. Totally big of them. Basically, you know, they, they made a post acknowledging that, you know, yeah, they know that DecaFit is out there and, you know, it basically just validates, <laughs> it validates their success and, and the fact that there is a need and a want for this type of event. They're going to continue doing the best that they can and, you know, that's it, and which, which I think was totally classy of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I would really like to get an interview with some of the High Rocks guys because that's the thing. We've been hearing all this stuff from – we we get interviews with Joe, we get interviews with Yancey, we get interviews with these athletes and stuff. Let's get some of these High Rocks guys in here and I'm down. spend some table with them. Yeah, I'm hoping I can maybe meet some people when we're out there and get them on here. And if you guys are listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast and, you know, kind of talk about your experience coming to America and, and what your plans are as you've, you know, as you continue to grow. Absolutely. Because um, here's the thing. They can adapt their stuff too. They can change things up too. How? What? Maybe they're cooking up something crazy next. That's oh, for sure. I think what's really awesome about these events as, as a whole, I like the consistency of it. I like knowing going into the event exactly what the event's going to be, so you yep. can prepare and train and, and mark your improvement throughout the year. But you know, who's to say each year they don't adjust things? You know, let's keep it spicy. Yep. Let's take out the you know, farmer carry and replace it with, a, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, wall jump overs or something. Right. You know, the possibilities are endless. So I think Way it's a really awesome format. And I think that, you know, we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more crossover. And, you know, I'm excited. I agree. I agree. And I think it's as as it's not really traditional OCR. I mean, it's, it is, but it's. It's just such an interesting take on it, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, it's OCR, and by definition, it's running, it's obstacles, it's you know, and it's racing. So, no, it's not the traditional mud and mountains, but it's as OCR as you can be, in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Just a different setting. Just a whole different setting. Just a whole different mm-hmm. setting. Anyway, I think that's enough for us on this uh, Christmas Eve, Leah. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you know, hope everybody listening has has a good holiday. If you celebrate, whatever you celebrate. If not, then just enjoy their time to yourself and with friends. And absolutely, um, that's about um, it. Yeah, have a great Christmas and rest of the holidays here. We'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, oh wait, mm. wait, what? We got to plug them. Go for it. Vanga CBD is the official CBD sponsor of the British CR Supercast. Um, Vanga, I like it. I, like it. I really love good. it, and I love my new shirt from Vanga. They sent us awesome shirts up. for Christmas presents. It was really nice. Thanks, Vanga guys. Um, yeah. I'm actually getting ready to put a bunch of um, um, CBD oil on my legs, uh, the balm, because mm-hmm. I'm running again a lot, and I'm trying to get back into shape like crazy and well make sure you cover properly (laughs) absolutely absolutely um but yeah that's i think that's it for this week so yeah check them out vangacbd.com slash brocr and save 15 percent using code brocr absolutely Uh, until next week i'm jacob bosecker and i'm leah hensley we will catch you out there take care guys 
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.